Environmental group The Green Connection this week launched its public awareness and information sharing campaign, which is part of a bigger initiative called Who Stole Our Oceans, in a bid to stop further investment in fossil fuels, particularly offshore oil and gas. Joined by people involved in small-scale fishing and various other civil society organizations, the Eco-Justice Organization is pushing government to instead focus on the just transition to renewable energy. This comes as environmental groups head back to court on Monday to prevent oil company Shell from proceeding with its offshore seismic survey in the Eastern Cape without proper consultations. To talk to us about this in greater detail, we're joined on the line by Liz McDade, strategic lead at the Green Connection. Liz, welcome back to the show. Hi, good morning to you and your listeners. The, the aim of this campaign, what exactly is it? Well, I think that for very many people in South Africa, and particularly if you don't live at the coast, you may not uh, know what is what is actually happening and why it's uh, really problematic to um, for the government to continue to push um, for investment in offshore oil and gas. So this, the idea is just to raise the the um, well, just raise a, awareness around it. And I just want to say one thing is whether your listeners would know that if you had to look at a map of the oceans of South Africa, you would find they'd all been divided up into little blocks mm. and leased off to private companies to for exploration rights to do oil and gas. And this happened without any full consultation process. And for most of the communities who live along the coast, they have no idea that this happened. Um and so why is it that our oceans were sold off, basically? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so r- really uh, the outrage that people feel um, when they, their um, livelihoods are dependent on the ocean, for many people, um, you know, they have uh, – generations have used the ocean as a sort of cultural and for customary practice. And, and here comes a, a – mostly um, foreign companies as well, arrives in the country uh, to drill for oil and gas. So, mm. and and this is not in the public interest. And that's, I think, what also the, the outrage is about. Liz, the, the counter-argument, as opposed to everything that you're saying now, is most starkly mm. in all our faces at the moment, because next week we mm. face our single biggest petrol price increase ever. Many would argue, mm. uh, let's secure our own fossil fuel reserves, and this project is one such initiative which could do this, not to mention uh, deliver employment in a country where 36% of us have no jobs. Why is that not in everyone's interest? Well, because what you've just said isn't going to happen. Um the EIAs for for these projects, which have been uh, you know put forward, clearly show there's no jobs for local South Africans because it's a offshore drilling platform. It's a very specialized skill, and um, around the world, you know, these are companies that would bring their own people in. And secondly, the petrol price, I think, is a I mean, it's a critical thing. But once again, there's been a smoke and mirrors here because we have had Cecil our own company mm. uh, producing petrol for for years decades maybe i should say and it's not any cheaper so these are resources that are traded internationally commodities and um, we are not going to gain any benefits but what we will have yeah. is when the oil spills happen we will be the people who have to clean up and we've seen that um, in oil spills around the world it's the local people who suffer 
Let's just look at the other side of the coin quickly, because for us to stabilize energy mm. supply in South Africa, will a switch to renewable necessarily take longer or be more expensive than just finding other sources of fossil fuels? Well, yes, I think um, renewables are much faster. I mean, if you just think about uh, things like Madupi and Kusile and how long it took to build them, and you think about the renewables, which so within two years you can you can be um, up and operating. But if we just come back to the petrol price just for a little bit, imagine if our um, government said, right, we need to focus and we need to put money not into building oil wells, mm. but actually into ensuring that people have public transport that's affordable. And we suddenly had uh, a push for electric taxis. Electric taxis um, that are then no more fumes, healthier traveling, and um, uh, running on, on uh, renewable energy. Um, and suddenly, lo and behold, you've got no fuel bills. You're not reliant on the international fuel price. And uh, we have um, public transport that works. I mean, imagine that as an exciting project uh, that we could get all get behind. Um, so this is the kind of uh, thinking, innovation that we are we are pushing for, mm. for the country. Liz, Monday's court case, uh, what's at stake? Okay, so yes, this is an important one. So this is Shell and Impact Oil along the 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 east coast, the wild coast, as it's called. And basically, in December, the group of community activists that got the interdict to stop the exploration from going ahead and the interdict was to stop it until they could have a full court case and the full court cases determine whether a real um i say real a, a meaningful public participation process must take place and that would take place if they had to do an environmental authorization under the national environmental management act and we all believe that that is the way to go because that gives us a proper process for people to be consulted instead of what we would just say is a half-baked one mm, that mm. they have been doing so far. All right. We'll keep an eye on that case. And uh, Liz McDade, thank you very much for your time on the weekend view. Thank you so much. There we go. She's the strategic lead at the Green Connection. All eyes on that case on Monday.